Hello there, brave souls. Welcome to Trauma is Expensive with your host, Micah Bravery. Here, we don't just talk about trauma. We count the cost and we make the change. With every episode, we dive deep into the heart of trauma, its implications, and the resilient transformations it can ignite. Through conversations, insights, real stories, and unflinching honesty, this podcast is here to empower every survivor to turn their pain into progress. So let's take a journey together as we understand, confront, and finally heal. Welcome to www.traumaisexpensive.com, your platform for change. Now, let's get started. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Trauma is Expensive. I am your host, Micah, here with my producing co-host, Crystal. Hello. And our two uh, special, special guests, Michael and Ashley Kramer from the Michael and Mom Talk Cancer podcast. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? We're so excited to be here with you. No, we're excited yeah. to have you. If you guys don't know, um, Michael and Ashley were on an episode of These Fucking Feelings podcast. We'll put it in the link, but make sure you go check it out and just support them and everything they do. Big mm-hmm. cancer advocates. And today we're just going to have a conversation about trauma and some costs behind it. Oh yeah, yeah, we know just a we little bit a about, about that. We know a lot about trauma. <laughs> this is our our field of expertise. Right, so you know, we like to let our guests dictate the conversation how it goes. So we ask you guys to start off for us and what did you want to speak about today? Well, that's a loaded question, Mike. Oh god. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm like trying to put it in order in my brain. The, the first thing that probably comes to mind is Recently, I've had like myself, I had a lot of PTSD Yeah. to when I was really, really sad and in the hospital for a very long time. Right. And I feel like right now I'm in a really good place mentally, but it's like my trauma is always like a fear of me getting to that place again, right. even though it's not really realistic because of the circumstances aren't the same. But, you know, trauma, like it's expensive. Like I'm back in therapy, you know, and I feel like it, it takes a lot out of me. So it's okay. So we know expensive means multiple things. Yeah, a lot of things. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's not always monetary. No, definitely no. not. We've we've it's kind dra- of ex- it's draining. It's we've experienced. Tiring, yeah. yeah, I feel like we've experienced it on so many different levels. You know, our first. I don't know our first like trauma. If you want to see the capital T one, was that my husband their their dad passed away. He had cancer. In 2014, he was diagnosed and 17 months later, he passed away. For me, it was totally unexpected. I really didn't think he was going to die. And he was at home. We did it. He was in hospice. And I remember my mom, who was a wonderful human being, the most loving, kind, beautiful human being saying, do you really want him to be at home in hospice? Because this is going to affect the kids if they see their father pass away and go through this. And, you know, it was his wish to be home. And I felt just like I had to go with that. And also my heart just felt like I needed him. We wanted him to be at home. We wanted to be with him. And so I think that that was a traumatic event, even though it was 
beautiful, but I think it hit us as more traumatic when four years later, Michael was diagnosed with a blood cancer. My husband died from a blood cancer. It was a different blood cancer. But when Michael was diagnosed, I think that also immediately brought up. There was like when when they said that Michael had a blood cancer, I think that everything stopped. And it was hard to breathe. I don't really know what the doctor said for a few minutes because it took me back to my husband dying and thinking that that was automatically a possibility for my son. And so I guess there was the expense there that, you know, I don't know. It was like I was in debt from my husband and then it was, they were going to take up, take up my son away as well. A little bit. I think yeah. that that could be the reason why he feels that way as he's going to go back to that same mental state right. because of that. Yeah. I mean, the good part was, I think that we were like, okay, we've been through this. So now we know more mm-hmm. and I don't, we don't like to say fight. I don't know how you feel about that, Micah. I don't know. How do you feel about fighting words? Um, I don't mind them. Okay. So sometimes it's hard because then I'm like, did my husband lose and Michael's winning? So that's like, that's always like kind of a weird scenario for us. But it did give us a lot of, I don't know, motivation, inspiration um, that we really wanted Michael kind of to do this for my husband, you know, it was like redeeming him in a way that that debt or like, can we redeem that debt by this one being okay in a way? And I think that was the first really big trauma was just the diagnosis. But then, Michael, you were talking about. Yeah, it's the the deeper traumas that continued. There's deeper traumas because, you know, you go through the cancer or and then you get the bone. I got the bone marrow transplant. I got into remission and then immediately I developed graft versus host disease. It became really bad. I was in the hospital for like five months. At one point we were together, of course. And it was really, I was really, really sick and I was really, really depressed. And I just was like, for, there was a point where I, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Right. And that's the point. That was like the, the peak of the trauma that I have now is thinking of where I was back then. I, mean, I remember that feeling of, you know, just not wanting to, to be alive because I was so depressed. It was so hard. And that's the PTSD that I have. And it is, it is really traumatic to be like in a perfect, not perfect, like right now I'm in a very good mental state and I have been for the past like year and a half since that happened. And it just feels weird because things can like switch like that. You know, you get sick and then something happens and then you can get back to that place. So it's very scary. And it's also very scary to think about like relapsing or getting sick and something bad happening with your health or someone else getting cancer, you know? Because it's not always like you. It's like, you know, I'm depending on people. I'm depending on my mom and I don't ever want her to get sick. And there's all these things that like factor into being someone with a chronic disease. It's really, it's really tough. But I think the trauma just like taught us how to live and taught us how to help others to live, which has been a beautiful thing because now we do these podcasts we do messages on Instagram like every day of things that we've learned that help us get through our trauma and that we think can help other people. So trauma is expensive, but sometimes it pays you back in okay. a way. 
you know, because it can, it teaches you a lot. I thought is exa- I was going to say, I think it has taught us so much. Yeah, it taught us a lot. And, you know, one of the things that I think both of us agree on is that the, the good things, the lessons don't take away the pain. Like there is still PTSD. It doesn't take away the pain, but it certainly does kind of balance it in a way. And we, we try to lean our scale towards the good things that it's taught us, but there is a lot of PTSD and I see this and, you know, I've, I've, I've seen it with Michael and of course for myself, you know, when my kids were little, I was the mom that was like, eat the dirt. You're going to build your immunity. You know, I, I was that mom. I was like, climb the tree, fall. You're, you can eat the crayons. It's all right. Yes, eat the crayons. Your poop will be a different color, you know. <laughs> You'll be okay. Like, I was literally the chill mom that was like, yes, go for it. And then now, because of trauma, because of PTSD, you know, yeah. Michael gets a slight fever yesterday. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope we don't end up in the ER. And, you know, your, your mind kind of goes there. And then there was something else you said right before we started recording. We were talking about, you know, and this also hits me hard today because it's my daughter's birthday today. Mm-hmm. And I have three kids. So Michael going through this, there were times that I had to really be there. And I tried to, of course, you try to split yourself as a parent in all situations. You try to take care of all your kids equally, care for them. They all need to have different needs, though. So there were times that Michael's needs, I needed to be much more present physically Sometimes with Michael's needs, it was me being in the hospital so much. And, you know, I do look at my other two kids and sometimes I worry, you know, also they did go through a year and a half of their father going through cancer. And the majority of the time he did spend at home when he was sick, we chose the more palliative route hospice. And so... Sometimes I wonder, are they, do they pay a price because of that? It's, it's, it's a, it's an, again, it's a balance. I feel like they pay a price, but at the same time, it brought us so close together. And, and that's what I was going to say. Cause I was like, it's, it's never a time that you don't look at your social media or you guys, your interaction and your post and the different things that you, did you die? Sorry, <laughs> Crystal died over there. Oh no. <laughs> Crystal, no. <laughs> <laughs> she don't mess up my whole podcast. <laughs> what? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Her headphones. Her headphones died. died. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. That's what I meant by Crystal died. Um, just put those on. Oh yeah. She's so smart. Oh my god. <laughs> she has her name on her chair, Crystal. You're so cool. What are, I got my name. These <gasps> are stars. My god, you're. That is the coolest thing ever. I, you guys are like start. You're like in Hollywood. The movies when they have their names on the chair. That's so cool. Oh, oh yeah, I know that we've seen on Micah's Instagram, and that's just that's your epic. stars. You guys are. Huge. We're, we're, we're trying. Well, you know, we're just like you guys. We're just trying to basically teach the world a little bit about yes. healing. You know, because I think that's like our biggest thing is like people don't. They don't believe in mental health. So if you don't believe in mental health, then you can't believe in healing. <laughs> you know, like you don't believe there's something wrong with you. Yes. 
and that there's something wrong with all of us. You know, it's like I can relate to Michael with his PTSD because mm-hmm. I kind of went through the same thing. Every time I had a sniffle, it was like, oh, God, cancer's back. Yes. You know, a headache. Oh, I never had a headache like this before. Cancer's exactly. back. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Why is my ankle hurting? Cancer is back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like all these, can you hear? Yeah, I can hear that. Okay. So it's like all these weird things. Um, but there was a couple of things that you said so I kind of wanted to go back to. I guess number yes. one, before Crystal messes us up. Sorry. <laughs> Crystal, worry. it's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> try to edit it out. She just made my job a little harder, though. <laughs> it's okay. Keep it in. It's more entertaining. Yeah, for real. Keep it in, definitely. It's um, real. It, it was uh, um, because you were talking about your husband and keeping him in the house. And I heard that that's kind of was like, recommended that that kind of was like the best thing to like let your children see what the parent is going through or the loved one is going through like not to keep them from it okay so yeah I think that that is part of it I think that for them part of the healing is that they saw what their dad was going through I think if it had been a big mystery if it had been you know darkness and he just like disappeared and died. I can imagine for three young kids what they would have thought. And, you know, that was part of it is for them to see and know. And I was just praying that he was going to die peacefully and not too painfully. And that was granted is that when he did pass away, it was actually, we were, we happened to all be together and we were able to like, we were holding him and we were, you know, saying, I love you when he died. And that was just, you know, it was beautiful. I don't know if we manifested that. I'm going to hope yes. Yes. But um, yeah, but we've heard of other people that have been in hospice that it's not been easy. So I don't know. It was a gamble, but I agree with you, Michael. Like for me as a mom, as I said, I was that mom, but I was like, let's eat the dirt. So I think that was kind of eating the dirt too. Was Maybe we ate too much dirt. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Someone's going to be like, oh, my God, that explains why he got cancer. I don't don't remember ever eating dirt, by the way. So I think, I don't know. I'm I'm exaggerating. I'm just saying I I wasn't the panicky mom. Okay. Something that you would admit to, you know, that's what we need to discuss here. Would you admit I, mean, I to ate dirt. dirt. So. I, know, I feel like I ate dirt too. Mud pies, what? Right? Uh, maybe. Seriously. I probably ate dirt 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, I think it's, 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 I think it's good. Now people like spend money to put their feet in dirt and ground themselves. So, hey, we were. Did you hear about the cat poop coffee? No. What? So there's like this. It's like $10,000 a bag. It might be more than that now. And it's legit. Like they like feed these, these cats like this special meal or diets or whatever. And then like the cat poop is what's used to like, no. I don't know. It's really weird. It's like, the, no. So they fertilize the beans with it or something. Oh Whose idea was this? I don't know. It you was, guys can drink that. Yeah. <laughs> she was that, like, I'm not drinking that. You're crazy. No, 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 no. That is not. We have two cats. If we needed poop, we got it. And I'm going to tell say, you Yeah, I was going to say, we have enough of that at home. We, we, don't we, need don't, to pay for that. we don't need to pay for it, but I'm not, I'm not eating it. Yeah, There's I, was, n- I think I read an article about it one time, and I was like, are people really out here paying Ted? Like, it's because it's cool. Oh, please. I don't think it's cool to eat cat shit. That's I disgusting. Know. I don't know. Wait, what is the thing that people told you? 
Dog dewormer. Dog de- Have you ever gotten that in a DM? We got multiple times people saying, cure cancer with dog dewormer. And we're like, what? Right, right. You know, yeah. I do I do get weird things, but I never I never got that. I yeah, never got that. But I do, I always have a whole bunch of, and I appreciate all advice, so I'm not going to. Yeah, no, 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 no. Into, no. I always have, like, these, these healers that are want to heal me, and I'm like, I am not sleeping with a bag of onions, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, that's not as bad as the cat poop. Uh, well, the cat poop, definitely. <laughs> but one thing about you, Ashley, is that you have a lot of love in you. And I'm pretty sure that is what your kids and feel. Now they're all grown, right? So yes. I'm pretty sure that there's something that it, you gave them no matter where you were. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they always knew they were loved. Mm-hmm. And I worked... And- Maybe didn't understand it when they were younger, why Michael got the attention he got. But, you know, as you grow older, you start to realize that, you know, I have this brother and um, he kind of separated himself from our family to raise his kids and um, very religious. But he did it because everybody in my family were doing negative things prison, drugs, you know, those kind of things. So he kind of like took himself and like separated it from the family. Now we're coming back together and there's like questions about it. But now that we're discussing it, it's like, I understand why he did everything that he did. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, you're, you're thinking these things about your children, like most parents do, you know, did I do all the right things, but you did the best that you could in that moment. And that makes sense. And don't you think that most people do? We, I, think, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I feel like that is the big, one of the keys to like love. And I, happiness is sometimes a hard word because happiness sounds so fleeting. But like joy, inner peace, if you forgive and just try to understand that I do think people are trying to do the best wherever they are. Right. You know? Yeah, sometimes I, people don't mean to hurt you or, yeah. or be negative towards you. It's just they don't understand. Like a lot of the times... Because you don't know the trauma they've been through. Yeah, also. it's true. You know, and going to trauma. Everyone acts a certain way because of what they've been through. Yeah. And I feel like everyone, you know, for Michael, I think the trauma is more obvious. In our lives, the trauma has been like very blatant, but it's also given us, it's like the big T trauma, but it's also given us so much purpose. Right. But I feel like everyone has some kind of trauma, you and know. Everybody we, has, and that's the thing is that everybody has some kind of trauma. Yeah, and I feel like that's like the key, the message to the world. Like you have something. They say that a mom leaving a child in their diaper too long can cause trauma effects for them later on as an adult. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say. I remember being in a diaper for too long, mom. I'm really, oh I have PTSD. God. I don't think should, I remember that day. That was horrible. How could you do that to me? He's so terrible. Worst terrible. Mom ever. Okay, now my mom is- left me and now I got OCD and I don't like the shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I don't like to do, I don't want to eat because I don't want to shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, funny. first of all, Michael's just, those of you that are just I'm listening just and not seeing his face, he's just joking. Yeah, we are, are joking. Definitely, like, definitely. <laughs> definitely joking. But yeah, I. it's true. That's That's the truth. And I think what I love about this podcast and what you're doing is that what you were saying earlier is mental health is not always a thing for everyone. And I think that everyone has trauma. 
Everyone needs to work on their mental health, all of us. And so I love that you're shining a light on that because all of us have trauma. I don't want to say it's easier when it's bigger, but when it's bigger, it's just like right in your face. So like you have to deal with it. Right then and there. Yeah. Searching for the reasons behind. Not bigger, but I think more like a a physical type of trauma too. Like more of like a disease or more of something like that happened, like an injury. It's more like. But you've had more, both. You've had both yeah. because there is the mental like trauma. Right but I feel like it's more accepting to go on like social media or share with someone, oh, I have trauma because I had cancer instead of being like, oh, I have trauma because of a family issue or something like that. People are more like, oh, you had cancer. And people are like, oh, everyone has family issues. Like, I feel like it's so it's so different. Like my people like validate my trauma without even questioning it because I'm like, I had cancer. Right. And there's other people's traumas that aren't validated, which makes them feel like they have nothing wrong with them, which is a big problem. Right. Yeah. And I think we did a podcast not too long ago, yeah. basically on that subject. Like, you know, it's like uh, the statements, oh, there's always somebody out there that has it worse. Like, that's not the best thing to say no, to it's horrible. when it's they're horrible. trying to vent to you, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, to minimize what they're going through. Like, yes, it may be an actual fact. Maybe you are crying over this paper cut. But if that is the worst pain you ever felt, how am I to tell you that you don't feel that pain? Exactly. That's it's so true. Oh, my God. I love that you said that. that it's true because is- my friends, a lot of time my friends who are very, they live, we live in Miami and some of them have like a decent amount of money. I'm going to keep rubbing it in now. Now, if you tell <laughs> me one more time weather. that you live in Miami. No, okay. Listen. Okay. Hang li- up. Okay. <laughs> we, live yeah, in, but- we live in a place that has a lot of water. Okay. And my friends have a boat and they go on their boat a lot. And I obviously can't go on the boat because I can't really get any sun. And that's like a huge thing. And I can't like go on the ocean because of my port during treatment when I'm have treat a few days after treatment. And a lot of the times they'll come over and they'll like kind of complain about things to me about their, their life and the things that like they want to do that they can't do. And I'm just like, I don't know. But then I'm like, yeah, to them, that is like a big thing to them. Right. To them, they don't know anything else. So before cancer and before everything I went through, I would complain about stupid stuff too. So right. I guess it makes sense. Well, you know, essentially it's all stupid stuff. You know, yeah. like, we weren't existed to, to, I don't think we were created to exist life in pain and sickness and ailments and all, and all those kind of things. You know, I, I want to believe that our creator had a more special purpose for us somewhere it got lost but it's all stupid you know <laughs> like it's all crazy you know my just personal opinion I, no, I, I think no i think you're right yeah, it's like, i don't it's think just that my you're... personal opinion you know i know that like i've had a lot of trauma in my life and it started before i can even like i had trauma before i knew my abcs you know <laughs> so yeah. it was like started at, at that young and it took me a long time to realize kind of what you said um, what you guys were saying, and that was, it had nothing to do with me. I was just a vessel at that time. Yes. If it wasn't me, it would have been any young kid available to take that pain that these people were causing because it was about them. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. A really long time, almost 40 years, if I was that old or whatever, um, <laughs> to realize that everything I went through had nothing to do with me. Oh. You know, I, I was a consequence of yes. other people's pain. I was a consequence mm-hmm. of their suffering. You know, I just became a, a vessel for them to heal in their way. 
because especially at that time, we're talking about, you know, in the 1900s. Um, <laughs> no. Where, where mental health was, and it still is. I feel like there's still so many stigmas. It's kind of exactly what you said, Michael. Like, if it's not a big trauma, if you're not raped and shot and, right. you know, your, your house was broken into and all your family members was killed, then it's not trauma. But I, I still want to go back. Wait, I still have to go back to Michael because, you know, a lot of people also hear remission and they think that Michael's like all better. Right, and then right. that's another thing. And I think that happens a lot. I know this podcast is not about cancer, but because we're so close to the cancer community, we see that a lot in the cancer community that survivorship, like people think they're in remission, they're all done. There is living with this. Right. is lifelong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that your whole life you spend, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's like an, it's just something you're going to spend forever dealing but with. It's really hard to let go of things that happened to you in the past, especially because you've been through it. So now you know how to get through it and you think, okay, well, what happens if it comes back or what happens if I go through that again? I know what to do. But then someone like me, sometimes I do this and I'm trying not to do it as much is like, I'm always like, okay, if anything happens, I know what to do now. Cause I've been through it. But then that makes you think, Oh, it could happen again. Right. And that's yeah, the thing with like, it's like that preparation, you preparing, preparing for nothing. Right. It's right. waiting for the other shoe to drop. My it's, cancer caregiver moms were always like, right. we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, which is it's terrible. That, it's that PTSD. Yeah. It's yeah. just, well, you know what? To, to, to tell a little bit more of my personal story, I, f- I kind of feel like I bought cancer on myself by doing that. I feel like I manifested it. And, and and it may not be right or wrong, but because I was living life constantly waiting for that other shoe to drop. I mean, I have like I was saving and I was just hoarding and just making sure I had things because when cancer came back, because I knew it was going to come back, <laughs> you know. So oh, like, Micah, I can't think you manifested that. I just can't believe no, that. But no, I, no. but I, I understand what you mean. Like maybe you had another yeah. lesson to bring, but I can't believe you brought it on yourself. But yeah. I, I know what you mean. I, under, like, I understand that too. Live life another way. Like if I would have lived life outside of cancer, would it had the ability to come back to me? Now, of course, it doesn't work that way. It's just me and my healing journey and my spiritual journey. It just trying to make sure, I, you know, because I was in a dark place, too. I mean, I just found out about my cancer come back in December and I gave up. Like, I was just like, I'm done with this shit. I'm tired. OK. He was like missing for. Yeah. I, mean, I thought I was going to have this cops out looking for him. <laughs> oh, no. I canceled like every oh, yeah. podcast interview we had for the month of January got canceled. Mm-hmm. I laid in my bed. I just didn't want to exist anymore. I was like, Ugh, this is retarded. Sorry. I know we're not supposed to use that word, but I'm talking about cancer. <laughs> <laughs> about cancer okay <laughs> and um uh yeah it was kind of you know so when you were talking about their ptsd and just being in that depressed stage i'm like uh, but you know one thing i realized is i needed to allow myself to go through it yes! that's very important too yeah so i did learn that i said okay and, and it's funny because i gave myself a, 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 the time to table too i said you get to sunday you get to Sunday to go ahead and wine, wine, wine is me. Okay. Aww. So you get the, it's, it's my party and I'm going to cry if I want to, to Sunday. 
And then once Monday came, I had to wake up with a new attitude. Now, it didn't work that way. But by Tuesday, I was good. <laughs> there you, you know, there's like, have you heard of this? Like the five minute rule is that you let yourself get upset about something and you time it. You get like pissed off. Something happens. You just like give yourself, get pissed off, as pissed off as you want for like five minutes. And you set a timer. And then the more you let yourself do that, the less time you need. Right. But it is important, Micah. It is so important to get mad sometimes and to go through that because if you hadn't, like, you hit the bottom so that you can rise up. I truly do believe that sometimes we have to go down there. Otherwise, we're just coasting in the same spot. And we're not acknowledging the feelings. It's very important to feel the feelings. Right. To feel these fucking feelings. Yeah. Yes. Have a little cheap plug real quick. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. It really is so important. And it's it takes a lot of courage and bravery to have hope. Right. You know? It takes Definitely. a lot of courage. Definitely. Now I wanted to ask this question, Michael, for you real quick. Um, sure. I, I don't know. I hate this so much. People telling me, Oh, you look good. Oh, oh yeah. my God. You look good. No, have- it, it doesn't uh, matter. Like Someone said it perfectly. Someone was like, yeah, I have cancer. I'm not ugly. I told him that. Someone said it. Someone, it yeah. Like, my mama said it. Okay. I forget. Okay, yeah. Maybe you said it, but I felt it, you know? He felt it. I felt it. It was deep though, right? Yeah, it was deep. I was like, yeah, it's true. It's true. Except I when I was on steroids. Then I was pretty ugly. A little bit. I don't know. I saw, I saw a picture of you and I was like, okay, Michael used to be a little buff. <laughs> there, no, there was a moment that he didn't look so good, but whatever. He was still beautiful inside. Oh, no, I meant buff as in like buff. No, oh, no, no, when I was on steroids, was like on the, steroids? the prednisone. No. Time out cancer steroids, not like. Okay, no, no, I know. I mean, I was talking about pre cancer, I guess. Oh, okay. Was, uh, oh, no, all... he wasn't on. That was just natural beauty then. Yeah, working, that, was, that was working out of the gym. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I told you he was talking to you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. does it bother you, Michael? Like, is that what you were going to ask, Michael? Like, does that just drive you crazy when people say... It was crazy because I went to the, the doctor today just to kind of go over numbers and, you know, have a bunch of tests done. So it was just kind of like to review the tests and stuff. And it was just like all the nurses like, oh, you look good. Oh, you look good today. Oh, uh, you don't even look sick. And I want to be like, bitch, I'm going to kick you in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was just irritating to like like how dare you take that from you know it was like you don't have the right yeah but it's like we said everyone's just doing their best they're just trying to be nice and it sucks to hear it sometimes but that's their way of like trying to comfort you and make you feel normal is the way well, i see it because my friends will tell it to me it's not comforting it's okay well <laughs> But Micah, you do look so good. But Micah, yeah, you look so good. I was good. literally thinking it. Yeah, I was thinking it too. I didn't I'm not gonna say, say it. it because of that reason. Because I know I we've talked about it. Like I got cancer. I'm not ugly, but like I don't know. To me, I guess they bothered me that it was like medical professionals. I think that was the part that hit me the most because it was like, you know what I'm going through. Just write my chart. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know. I just tell him, I I like your shirt today. <laughs> like, I'm not getting cursed out no more. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think sometimes medical professionals, though, it's good if they're looking at you. Like, I actually appreciated that sometimes 
when maybe his numbers wouldn't be so great, but they'd be like, you know what? His numbers aren't the best, but he really looks good. So I want to take that into consideration that the fact that he looks good, his spirits are up. We're not only going to look at his crappy numbers. Right. And I felt like sometimes I'm not trying to justify them because He's been annoyed by that, too. No, you are right, though. But I guess it's the whole, like, you look good to be sick comment. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know? I know. And you're like, like, let me feel like shit. Or you could just say I look good. But why I got to look good to be sick? So when I ain't sick, I don't look good? Yeah, (laughs) that's true. You always look good. (laughs) Because they're like, oh, you're sick and you look good for a sick person. Right, yeah. right. So it is kind of an offense. You. I understand what you're, what you're getting at. Yeah, it makes it, sense. Like, it bothered me a little bit. Like, and you don't look good. And you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally on, on Michael's post this morning, someone was like, you look so handsome. Your hair looks so good. Your jawline and your eyes. And I'm like, what What about me? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I did cut my bangs. Like... <laughs> and, well, come it's on so much now. easier for guys because you just wake up and like, that's it. Yeah, that's me. She was literally just telling that to me a few minutes ago. She's like, it's not fair, Michael. You just wake up and you're beautiful. I have to do all these things. I don't do anything, though. So I really can't complain because I don't do the things. I could do the thing, But, girl, I could do the things. But I just don't do them. <laughs> it's funny. I was telling Crystal because lately people have been asking for, like, uh, professional photos. And I was like, we really don't have any. You know, we haven't. You know, our podcast kind of blew up a lot quicker than we expected. So I was really unprepared. And of course, I was like, well, you're going to we're going to have to get professional pay- uh, pictures done, which means you have to wear makeup. Listen to this. Which means you have to wear makeup. But she's like, I wear makeup every day. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that is funny. That is that's so, horrible. That's, that's awful. Oh. Eyeliner and mascara. What, but like, she needs to just talk about eyeliner and mascara. I'm like, that's not makeup. Like, you need a full beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to look. You're so Piggy. bad. You need to look like Miss Piggy. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is okay. That is trauma that would be expensive because, girl, you have to go buy all that expensive makeup now. Seriously. Right? Right. Right. But no, I, I was just giving her a hard time. I, I was just giving her a hard time, even though she is going to have to wear makeup. But, <laughs> but, okay, Michael, though, we're going to let you close this out, though, because. Uh, I want to see. Oh, no. If um, you're still with that girl. My girlfriend. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, I'm still with her. Oh, my turn calling her that girl. What is well, your girlfriend's name? name? Susie. Susie. Yeah. Susie. Hi, Susie. I know. Aww. And how, what's your daughter's name? My daughter is Jennifer. Happy birthday, Jennifer! Thank you I so know. much. So Stephen is we first born. You pillows that I'm gonna send one for her. <laughs> it's Stephen, Michael, and Jennifer, the three kids. Okay. So and yeah, you closing this out? All right. So how's he closing? Yeah. This what do you want to say? Yeah, I just want you to kind of. I mean, we talked about a lot. You know, we talked about. A lot. I know. <laughs> you know, so much practice of this conversation, you know, but I, you know, our, our tagline is counting the cost so you can make the change, you know? And so it's like by dealing with a lot of issues or not dealing with a lot of issues or just taking the time, kind of like you, you know, you said you was in that state of depression, but taking the time to get out of that, you know, it's like, what would you say to people who are in those situations that don't want to take the time to move forward or to not be bitter? I mean, I feel like I have friends that have been bitter for like 20 years. I'm like, why are you? The guy is moved on. He done had 13 kids. He done got grandbabies. And you still stuck on him in 23 years. Like, how do we move on from 
or how do you start to move on in your opinion? You got to talk about it somehow. You got to express it. You can't just try to put it away, keep yourself busy and distract yourself. You literally have to find a time where you can just cry about it and let it all out and let that anger and pain out because it's just going to sit there and it's not going to move. It's just going to be stuck. It's like, it's like when you're constipated and you have to go for a walk so you can poop. You have to do that with your emotions. You have to do the same thing. First of all, I didn't know that was a method. Thank you. Well, yeah, it is a method. Of course. Like, why hasn't no one ever told me this? I got some. No one's told you that? You got to move your body. You got to move your body. Move your body and it will help. I mean, I'm just thinking of my dog. (laughs) My dog literally sniffs and walks all over and like finds the perfect spot to poop. I mean, I mean, you got to let it out. You got to let out one, at one point because that's the only way you're going to heal and you have to deal with it because it's just going to eat you alive slowly if you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it affects so much other parts of your life. And I exactly. think that's you're going to carry it with you and you're going to yeah. treat other people not right. the best. And you can't do that. It's not fair to everyone else. But I want to add on your I jobs. It's what he said. You've got to let it out. But then when you let it out, you have to also let it go. Okay. Because sometimes letting it out, I think, doesn't mean keep letting it out for 20 years. Let it out, get it out, and then let it go. And sometimes, you know, our past informs us. But what we really have is this present moment. And I think that that's one of the things is also forgiveness. And sometimes forgiveness, I'm not talking about maybe for your friend, it's forgiving this partner or whatever. But sometimes it's forgiving what's happened in our lives too. It's being like, okay, it happened. I dealt with it. Now I forgive that this happened because uh, what am I going to be mad at God? Because Michael got cancer. If I hold on to that, I don't think it's hurting God. I'm pretty sure it's hurting me. Am I going to be mad at a doctor? Am I going to be mad at something? No. And I think it, Michael had a great point about letting it out. We always talk about like cry and make space for the joy. I think that's exactly. a really it's good thing important. to do is cry and make space for the joy, but it's also, you know, forgive yeah. life. I we all made a uh, scenario out of my mind. Cause I'm like, it's true. Like you holding on to it, let it out, flush it and let it go. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I know this has been a really like shit conversation. I don't know how that happened the cat poop. <laughs> from the cats to the diapers, <laughs> to Michael walking and being constipated. I'm a little scared Why? because the moral of the story is to let go of shit. Yes. Exactly. Uh, you found the title for this podcast. Yeah. Let go of the shit. Let go of shit. <laughs> yes. Know, what it comes down for. And just to say that the little scenario I gave earlier was just an example. It's nobody I really know in life. <laughs> <laughs> he says with a smile. Just in case they do or don't listen. <laughs> if they were real. <laughs> well, we thank you guys for coming on oh. again. Um, when I told you I was really confused about where I was going to go with this podcast, but I knew that it needed to continue going. And I know I wanted you guys to be a part of it. So thank you guys for coming on. And uh, yeah, it's such an honor. It's an honor. We love you. We would do yes. anything for thank you. you. Thank we could be so on much. every day. Anytime you want to talk, we're here. We love 100%. you. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to have you come back on to uh, these fucking feelings where people can see you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we'll do that. They need to see that uh, Michael is joking. <laughs> true, true. Because he, really exactly. like he has like this tone where it's like, dang, we're going to get canceled. Michael just got us canceled. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that, Micah. 
<laughs> but thank you guys again for coming on. You guys are so dope, so amazing. Thank you. Michael and Mom Talk Cancer is the podcast. Um, I will link all of your links. Make sure you support them. They do so many great things for cancer community but by doing that they do it for all communities because when you touch in person you touch them all and I don't mean touch nasty so um. <laughs> we love you so much Micah thank yeah we love you, you. Thank and you. thank you Crystal yeah, we love you guys too awesome. thank you so much and we will see you next week peace and that brings us to the end of yet another insightful episode of trauma is expensive I'm signing off on behalf of your host Micah Bravery reminding all you brave souls to continue counting the cost and making the change. Don't forget to visit www.traumaisexpensive.com, a dynamic space for understanding, healing, and transformation, where we fuel the journey to turn pain into progress. Until we meet again, stay resilient, stay empowered, and remember the mantra, count the cost and make the change. Thank you for being part of the conversation. We bid you farewell until next time.